Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm your host, Chet Czar. And we have a very, very special episode for you today. Uh, it's April 6th, 2021, although by the time you are hearing this, most likely it will be April 7th, 2021. This is episode 200. I think the podcast has been going for like three years now. I can't believe it. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess, as they say. And uh, for episode 200, I wanted to have a really special guest to celebrate that. And I was able to manage to convince the one and only Chris Mars to be on the podcast for an interview. And it was a lovely interview. It was really excellent really uh, uh, just like a conversation with uh, the master, Chris Mars, who's a huge inspiration to me. I was really, uh, had, he had a, a big influence on me, especially when I was starting out and figuring out what I was doing and trying to get into the art game. And really, I think he doesn't get enough credit for his role in starting this whole dark art movement because he was pretty much doing this alone in the 90s, uh, creating, painting monsters in a fine art context and showing in the, in the, the I guess, pop surrealism or lowbrow scene or whatever it was called back then. And I'm just so excited to be able to share this with you because uh, I've, been, I've been thinking about this for, since we started the podcast, I got to get Chris Mars on here. And then I finally, as as time came closer to the deadline of episode 200, I finally started get, getting the nerve up to ask him. And um, luckily his wife, Sally, is super cool, and, and she arranged it. And the interview was just excellent. It couldn't, couldn't have been a better ep- episode 200. Couldn't, couldn't be better, I don't think. Unless I totally screw up this intro, which is very possible. Anyway, you're going to love this interview. It's excellent. It's just, you know, I'll let it speak for itself. I don't want to keep going on about it. But uh, Chris is such a cool guy. Really easy to talk to. Really smart. Really talented. And just kind of amazing. Amazing kind of guy. Okay, let's get on with, uh, let's see, what have I been doing? I've been uh, getting ready for this Lucid Dreaming group show. That beautiful bazaar is curating at Copro, and I uh, made my first painting with glow-in-the-dark paint on it, which is interesting. Um, I made a glow-in-the-dark frame for it, cast it in glow, so it's it's a glow-in-the-dark piece. And I just and I and I had the idea the other night that I'm gonna I bought a little black light flashlight to hang next to the painting. The painting's called the Dreamer. And um, I just posted it on my Instagram, which is at Chetzar. Uh, it's also, you can see the whole process and stuff on my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Chetzar, if you want to join that for as little as a dollar a month. And um, uh, let's see. Uh, 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 yeah, the cool thing about glow-in-the-dark stuff is if you, you can charge, it, it glows under black light, but it also glows just when it's charged by light. And, and you charge it really fast 
with a black light, like instantly. If you hold a black light up on it, it'll make it glow. It, it charges it. It's crazy. So I'm including a little black light, little flashlight black light with the painting to whoever buys it. I'm also going to have it hanging up next to it in the gallery so people can charge it. So it should be pretty cool. I'm, I'm happy with how it came out. Although it's not done yet, I still am painting the frame today and got to put it all together, get it photographed and all that business. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. Um, let's get on with the Patreon subscribers, new Patreon subscribers. If you want to support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month, $12 a year, which is just really nothing, 25 cents an episode since I do them once a week. You can do that at patreon.com slash darkartsociety, and you'll also get entry into the private Facebook group, which is really amazing and uh, very active. One of the few, one of the only reasons to go on P Facebook these days. Uh, turns a, a horrible cesspool of rage into uh, a much nicer place. Anyway, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash darkartsociety uh, it keeps the podcast going, keeps it free for everybody else. And um, I'm going to read off the new subscribers right now. Let's see here. Um, okay, new subscribers. Uh, Roxy Lay was the last one. Danny Everett, thank you for subscribing. Uh, oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> He, he subscribed and then deleted it the next day. Maybe it was a mistake. I don't know. Um, Matt Levin, who's been a guest on the podcast. Thank you. Um, Stuart DeViva. Thank you for supporting. And Nate Hillier. Thank you for supporting. Um, I guess that's about it. I could do the synesthesia word of the week again. Um, for those of you who don't know, I've got gastro-lexical, I think that's what it's called, synesthesia, to where names have flavors to me. And people seem to be entertained by this fact. So um, let me think of a good one. Uh, you know, sometimes it's words, not just names. But um, um, And I may have said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Terrorist, the word terrorist tastes like nacho cheese Doritos. It is such a strong one. So, anyway, that's it. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, Chris. And I am here, yes. Yes, Chet, you are. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Good to, good to finally actually, I've seen pictures of you, but it's good to see you um, somewhat in the flesh. You yeah, know, likewise. This, uh, this technology we have here, so that's Yeah, it's great. kind of amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I was it's so funny because I was uh, been wanting to have you on the podcast for so long because it just seems like a the Dark Art Society podcast without a Chris Mars interview is just it's wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> it's like you were doing this before any of us were doing it. So it's oh, like you know. Yeah. But yeah. I was so scared to ask. I was just nervous about it. So I kept putting it off and putting it off. And I was thinking, oh man, it eventually like three years went by, and I'm like, okay, we're at episode 200 is coming up in a few months so if i could get him on there for 200 that would be really cool and then you know i was able to finally get up the nerve to ask sally and she arranged it and 
Uh, so I just really appreciate that you've agreed to come on. So, oh man, like I appreciate that you know that it's just so you know it's so funny we work in bubbles, you know, kind mm-hmm. of as artists, and you know I just never know, you know, and I know that you'd like commented on my stuff, you know, online, and I really appreciate that, you know, and, and it's just like you, you know, you just we sort of are in our bubbles. So I'm I'm really appreciative that that you know that you thought an, uh, as much to for, of me to do this. So oh yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you don't realize it, but you're regarded as like you know the man oh, <laughs> in yeah. the dark art it's, community. You're kind of uh, like the godfather of the of the thing, as far as I'm concerned. It's like the oh, modern, shit. you know. We've got, of course, we've got we go back to Hieronymus Bosch, but the, and then it's like. Francis Bacon, and uh, then we go to, you know, Bekshinsky and Giger, and then it's like oh, there's God, the, yeah. the later wave, you know, you're kind of the, the first guy, as far as yeah. I know, you know, of this wave, you're like the first oh, person that, I know yeah, doing that, this sort of that, thing. That's, well, that, that's interesting, you know, I, you know, and I, I never really thought about it, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, we all as artists, you know, we're, we're um, uh, getting influenced and, and mm-hmm. inspired by all the things that we see growing up. And it, there's so much that goes into it when you think about it. Uh, oh, yeah. for, for, for sure, for you too, you know, just even as a kid. But then you you come across certain artists and like you mentioned Bixinski, man, the first time I saw Bixinski is, whoa, I kind of came upon him a little later. Uh-huh. You know, when, when? Was for sure Giger was really yeah. early. You know? Yeah, when and, did you first get uh, Bixinski? Uh, Bixinski for the first time probably – I would have to say maybe around 2000 somewhere okay. where I really started looking. I probably had seen his work in flashes, mm-hmm. but never really sat down and, and got a book, you know, bought a book. I had a sli- uh, small conversation with him in email too, which was really right. cool be- before his tragic death. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was- and he was really, really cool. So like uh, he got kind of to see my art and, and, um, and, you know, I just told him what, a you know, what an honor it was to even be, be talking to him and, and, you know, just what a fan I was of his, of his great work. So, man, yeah, cool. just the coolest stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but, but yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I just, I, I, um, I remember hearing that I think through Sally that you were able to get, uh, the, uh it's the amazing, at least one amazing piece of this kind of bird. Yeah. It's yeah, so we, we, cool. And it's not one that you see a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that you know, I I was. I, you're right because going through the books, I don't. I think I've that's seen the only it time I'd ever seen it is from. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yep. That might be. Yeah, and then we do have another one. I know that it has been in books. Uh, so we do have two. Oh, cool. And I think we might have a, a print as well. Uh, yeah, I think we do have like kind of a kind of an etching. Uh, I don't know what the medium was, but right. kind of a drawing type of deal. So right. Yeah, I, I found him around. I think it was around '98. My friend Adam. Okay from the band yeah. tool yeah. is like, he, he's one of these guys that always knows the next cool thing in art or music. You ever have, you ever know people like that? I mean, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're always turning you on to the cool shit. And you're like, Oh my God. And then yeah. like a few years later, it becomes kind of popular. Adam Jones is like that. And so he turned okay. me on to Bekshinsky and it was in, it was love at first sight for me. It was just like, oh, wow. It's like, you know, it was Giger. It was Frazetta really for me. And then it's like, and then Bekshinsky was the number, you know, in that trifecta for me as soon as Absolutely. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, I think, uh, was it, I think what maybe Giger had a quote that he was the father of his work as well, too. So, you know, oh, obviously yeah. It's just like we were talking, we're all influenced by these various things. You know, I think also, though, you know, and I don't know about you, but, you know, just growing up and looking at, um, you know, going to museums or whatever, 
and I, it was nice to be able to travel around a little bit in my former profession and mm-hmm. kind of seeing a lot of museums in, in France where so many of them are. But, um, you know, before that, just in books like expressionism, you know, mm-hmm. those kinds of things, the, um, you know, work from the 20s, 30s, 40s, just some cool uh, you know, just inspirational things from that as well, whether oh, yeah. it's maybe not so much in mood, but just the technical quality of it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the shapes and the line work and things like that. And, and so I know that that that's in there as well. So it's interesting kind of like going through that and thinking about you, we, we are all filters, right? You know, right. we just put all, all this stuff into us and it comes out a certain way. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. That's the, that's what we got. That's yeah. all, that's all we have is, is that we are this unique filter. Yeah, you know, and it's like that's that's our that's our thing, and it's like as an artist, I think your your job is to uh, you, uh, get your skills to a level to where you can express the thing that's being filtered through you, and and it's and it's so it's like the filter is the thing. That's it's like our our unique take on things is the only real difference because everything's already been paint wise has been done as good as you could possibly do it. Like the old yeah. masters have already like oh technically yeah. done painting as good as it can be done. So it's like, at this point, all we have really is our own perspective. Absolutely. Share, yeah. Know? Do you now, do you, before you landed, which your work is so awesome too. And I love oh, it. And I, and I know you, um, obviously 3d and 2d for mm-hmm. you. And I have, I do have experience, you know, I I've done sculpting. I kind of, when I was out of my former f- profession of music, um, I, I kind of got a, a this sort of a, a you know kind of a, a part sort of a freelance job in prop building and things like that. Oh, so really? I kinda got, yeah, I got some experience in kind of mold making and doing oh, you cool. know some, some prosthetics and you know some just making weird shit out of like liquid latex and uh-huh. tissue paper. You know, like big yeah. bat wings and all kinds of weird shit like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it's fun. But I mean, obviously, you're at like a complete you know you're you were well, really at the, that was the my. Top. That was my job. Like that like, was it. Like yeah. music was your job back then. You know right. what I mean? That was right. my old there job. So that was kind of your prior thing. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And j- but it was really cool doing that. Um, and it's like, oh God, you know, I know I, I really want to be kind of, you know, drawing or painting and cause sculpting was fun. It was really fun. But I, I remember, you know, just ask, I think it was Sally's dad that said, you know, anything that teaches you something is worthwhile. So anytime, mm-hmm. like I would kind of question what I'm going to be doing next and, you know, is this where I'm going to end up in a prop shop? I don't know. Right. And, but then obviously I started doing things at home and, and working with surfaces mm-hmm. and a lot of that stuff I learned at the, at the prop shop came into, in really came into use mm-hmm. in, in treating a surface, you know, oh, right, and which right. is, like you say, like, you know, as well. I mean, you probably, I don't know if you've had that experience as well, kind of going from 3d to 2d or, or not. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that, yeah. uh, just cause you know, I worked in effects starting, uh, makeup effects starting around 86. It was like right after I got out of high school. And okay. so, and I, and I was mostly a sculptor, but I also did painting and mold making and kind of everything. But I ended up being like a sculptor for the longest time. So this is talking like 15 years, 15 to 20 years of just sculpting every day, 40 hours a week for your job. So, right. so I really right. got good at uh, just recognizing forms, you know, and how lighting yeah. affected forms. Yeah. And so when I went to paint, when I was like, totally burnt out on that. And I was like, I got to get out. And I, and I went to painting. It was like, 
I just had it like it's like I had gone to like a sculpting school for twenty years. Plus, being around all these amazing sculptors at places like Brick Baker's shop and stuff, all these amazing right. artists. So wow. I think it was able to. I was able to render things, uh, or at least know how things should look in three D. Because I was, you know, like you, I'm kind of painting out of my head for the yep. most part, you know. So right. it's, it's, yeah. so you have to kind of know how forms look in three dimensional mm-hmm. space because we're creating this illusion of things being three-dimensional on a flat surface you know yeah yep that makes that makes a lot of sense yeah it it is it is interesting yeah i mean i i I, you know i don't want to like turn the interview around on you but i'm I'm really (laughs) kind of curious about all that stuff too you know like that you know because i mean we all have the world that we're in 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 the path that we took you know yeah and i mean from the time i was just a little you know, I mean, that was another thing, you know, you, you know, I, I'm sure you as a kid, you know, were drawing all the time and probably getting in trouble for it at school. Yeah. <laughs> and I, many, many times like, what are you doing here? I'm never doing my work. I'm like drawing on the desk yeah. or behind a, something, you know, <laughs> totally. you know, kind of doing cartoons and shit and making people crack up or whatever. You yeah. Know, just, right. Right. So, but, but, you know, uh, having, you know, just taking a, whatever path that we take, but for sure, you know, the movies and the effects and mm-hmm. things like that going all the way back to the, you know, the earlier ones with, you know, obviously classic Frankenstein Wolfman, all that right. stuff. And just, man, how that just, woo, you know, just uh, lit my brain up. Yeah, know? yeah. Wow, how do you do that? And then like the planet, the first Planet of the Apes movie, whoa, yep. you know what I'm trying to make an ape mask. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm yeah. sure you, you you had a lot of that yeah, too. Oh, wow. yeah. I made, I made a, an ape prosthetic, foam <laughs> latex. I made a mole. Like I was into it totally into it yeah. like around age Absolutely. 12 years old i think is when i first started sculpting and i made a mask it was so bad but i sculpted it over a pitcher like a plastic water pitcher just to get a <laughs> shape so i sculpted just kind of like the front of it yeah. made a mold poured it up in latex and it was so cool to, to to actually have done it but it was just terrible but uh uh, but then yeah, it's I so just funny like when you're, as a kid like what could be the shape of a head I'll get this pail or something you know yeah. and, you know but uh yeah I did like I think I crude when I tried to make an ape mask and it was just like wired like chicken wire uh-huh. you know and I just kind of like crudely I mean I was probably like 10 or something right. and I was just crudely kind of putting this together and I didn't make any mold I just kind of like took modeling clay right right you know, yeah like yeah plasticine you know yep. and just kind of you know, molding it up. And then I just painted it, you know, so it just stunk like spray paint. <laughs> and then I tried to get it on and like, I'm getting scratched by the chicken wire. Yeah. <laughs> like, those were the, those were but, the I, days. but I was like driven to do it. You know, I was like, I'm sure you were too. You oh, absolutely. Like, oh, man, I got to figure out how to do this and I'm doing it all wrong, but they still have <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So much fun. So much fun. That was kind of the thing. It's like, you know, I got so into it as a kid and then I got in the business, the film industry and it was, yeah. You know, you're still kind of going after that feeling that you had when you were a kid making this stuff. And after you do it for a few years, it's like, oh, this is I know how to do everything pretty much now. I know how to do this now. And it's not as fun because you're not learning as much anymore. And and you're always kind of chasing that feeling of discovery when you're a kid. It's the best, like the smell of the latex and all the, you know, just the atmosphere and stuff. And so, uh, I don't know, it just kind of lost its shine after, after years of doing it. Um, right. I, I can see that too, you know, and, and I can relate, you know, your path and then my path with, uh, music was the same similar thing where, you know, you are, you know, I, I was always drawing and stuff, but then I got into this sort of immediate sort of, uh, maybe quicker attention form of art, which was rock and roll and mm-hmm. kind of going down that path and, 
And it is the same thing. It's like your your image of the glamour of what it's going to right. be. And then you get into it and then you realize how unglamorous it is and how much <laughs> kind of hard work it is. I mean, you're traveling all over the, oh, house. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time you're just in a van, you know, right. Yeah. And, and or in a hotel room. It's so much of the time. So but the also just creatively you it's you start to like you like you said, you kind of lose that spark, like the same thing that excited you start starts to fade away and you're kind of chasing it. Mm-hmm. And I think we probably all went through that. And I think that's just and maybe it's a little bit more of a I don't know if it's a quicker burnout with music or not. I mean, I don't you know, there's people obviously that stay in it their whole lives and yeah. are always apparently sparked by it. But for me, it got old and definitely these other visual things were, were calling me. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's like a you need to be a certain kind of personality maybe too to stay in music because I was I was trying when I was in effects I I had like a punk band I was trying to do oh, for okay, like, okay. like 10 yeah. years I was trying and it finally the last time it broke up I was like I can't deal with this anymore it's just not happening you know I thought the music well, was, should I know the name is it was no it, a, it wasn't anything no. it was well okay. it was a bunch of different names it was, it was uh I, I my claim to fame is that I gave Jello Biafra demo and he loved it so that's like a pretty okay. that that's means cool. to me it's like that's a that's a seal of approval for right <laughs> but exactly. um you know it was really influenced by like Firehose and the Minutemen and, and stuff oh, like yeah. that kind yep. of SST kind of bands oh, so I'm from San yeah. Pedro where you know the Minutemen are We're, from and it's like right oh, our man. hometown yeah. band you know? I really liked some of that too. It was kind of, it was kind of hardcore, but it was had a, mm-hmm. a, a weird melodic, quirky sense to it. You know, really structurally. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, I, it's like I don't listen to music nearly as much as, but you know, I remember when I used to, you know, do, we'd listen to it or when we're traveling around. And, did we ever play with the minimum? I feel we. I, I feel like you, we, might have, you, we might have crossed sh- paths. Yeah, we, I'm yeah, sure. We, we went for a very, very brief time. We went into this kind of hardcore phase, mm-hmm. and then. It became really confining, I remember, because the whole point of punk and everything was like no rules, you right. know, like breaking everything down. And then we found ourselves into this really sort of tight knit kind of uh, too many rules for what you had to be to be pure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's totally so conservative. We, said, we, we, we just started <laughs> scratching our head. We were like, wait a second. This is like right back into the into the prison cell here. And I remember we we played this show with it was just a punk audience and we I think it was maybe maybe Husker Du was like a Cole Bill or something mm-hmm. it was just all these kind of skinheads in the audience and we just said fucking we just started playing Hank Williams <laughs> <laughs> and we were, we thought to ourselves that's more punk totally than hardcore <laughs> at the time you know it's just yeah so like yeah rule trying to trying to get out of those uh, you know, confine confinement but yeah that was a so. I think during that time is when we may have crossed path when we, with the Minutemen because we were kind of in that world for right. a bit, and then we kind of kind yeah of went out yeah of for sure for sure because I, I know they were like big pals of Husker Du and the Meat Puppets and it's like you don't know yep. he, he, they were I think D Boone the guitar player died in eighties eighty five maybe or, God I think or, that or, yeah, some right around, or eighty seven or something right. but yeah maybe right yeah I think that yeah, yeah maybe a yeah, little yeah. later yeah yeah but. uh Anyway, my point was, uh, I think, you know, it it takes a certain kind of person to be like a, a, to have that music be their main thing. Because I, looking back on everything, I'm so glad I never made it in a band because I don't want to leave my studio ever. It's like, I am (laughs) so happy being alone. 
and painting. That's cool. It's like it doesn't get yeah. better than that for me. I don't need anything else than that, you know. And and I and I really don't enjoy traveling. So I'm thinking yeah. if I ever made it in my band, it would have been traveling, and I probably would have hated it because I ended up doing a lot of traveling in the uh, film industry, working on on okay. set, and sure. went, worked in China and and wow. like all over the United States and. Uh, uh, crazy. yeah, crazy, totally crazy. And, and I never wanted to travel in the first place. So it's like, I yeah, got, you know, I, I, we're probably, I mean, maybe it's just, I don't know if, 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 if all artists that, that have the ability, because I think it is a, a, a demeanor that yeah. allows us to sit and stare at something hour oh, after yeah. hour after hour in room by ourselves. I mean, that probably uh, there, there would be a lot of people that, gee, I would never want to do that. You right. Know? But, <laughs> but it's for, like heaven sure, to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so we're, we're geared that way. Um, and I think, you know, I can completely relate because I never liked the traveling aspect of, yeah. of the of music as well. I just couldn't wait to get off tour and start you know, drawing and doing shit like that. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, so my very, kid. Very, my son is a drummer. It's like that's his thing. He's he's one of those people that yeah is totally into it. Like he loves touring. He loves traveling. Oh, wow. He's been doing it for gosh, since he's been 16. He's been like in bands wow. and and he's like, you know, a starving artist but like a drummer. That's his job. He's basically right. has these different bands. He does session work and stuff. And he's one of those sure. people that is just like I can't wait to get back on tour again and I'm just like, man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, when when COVID hit, I was like, ah, I don't have to go out anymore. <laughs> it was like, you know, not the the bad, you know, of course, it's a hor- horrible, horrible to see all these people suffering. But personally, I was like, now I have an excuse for not going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I can you know. just paint. I can get all the shit done, all these commissions done. Yeah. And just like, that's happiness to me, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know I obviously you know I don't know if it's the same with you or not, but yeah, you know just geared a certain way, and then um, you're not really wanting, you know, well, you know I definitely want to do some social things in the right dose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, for sure. For the most part, I have social anxiety. I don't really, you know, I don't want to. I don't go to clubs. I don't, you know, uh, right. I, I like to go to like a, maybe a baseball game, you know, where it's so big that you're anonymous anyways, right. or like the state state fair or something. You right. watch all the yeah. people on the and all the crazy stuff going on something like that where you're still removed but just kind of like uh you know you're going to like a small party or anything so uh, like the <laughs> yeah. covid thing i can re- i can relate to the fact that all of those obligations were gone yeah my wife is geared the same way so so we kind of we did all right you know we just like you said got a lot of work done yeah. i think it's getting to the point where i do want to do just some of those small things again you mm-hmm. know i kind of we got our first shot uh last week yeah, and uh, so I get so my we're, Wednesday, we're, so. we're kind of looking forward to just doing some of the things. I mean, because there's just so many things you do too. Just like you want to go to the art store, you want to go to a restaurant, right. to a movie. You know, right. obviously, yeah, yeah. you still enjoy, uh, even though you've been in the movie industry a long, a long time and, and heavily. Do you still enjoy going? two movies and, and, and seeing or do you, you kind of like know so many of the tricks that it's, it's nah, kind of, I, I, I love movies. I love, I still yeah, cool. love movies. I, I watch movies more than I listen to music and I love music. You know, it's like yeah. movies yeah. and music are kind of my two things other than painting yeah. and visual art. But, um, right. Uh, uh, I, I, I watch it maybe a little differently. Like I'm always aware of all the like all the technical stuff. Um sure. or if something's done really well that some people might not notice some technical thing with composition or the, the way that cameras are set up or whatever, but or the mm-hmm. sound design. It's just mm, like yep. 
nitpicky things like that. But so I kind of maybe right. have a greater appreciation for for the nuts and bolts of it. But um, I lo- I still love movies. I've kind of switched to documentaries though over the last maybe oh, ten yeah. years. I'm just like a huge documentary freak. I think maybe because I can put them on in the background while I paint. Oh you know, sure, yeah, I like to yeah, listen yeah. To they're, they're not visual. They're not yeah, so visual, yeah, it's right? all information. It's yeah. kind of listening to an audio book, but or something like Makes that. Makes sense. Yeah, but yep. um, so I watch documentaries more than anything now. I used to hate documentaries when I was younger. I used to hate them with a passion, and then something you get older and like something just switches in your brain. You know, you change when you yeah. get older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I do think you know. I do find myself. I can't when I'm working. I'm painting. I can't really listen to music because maybe for the I, I start to get too distracted because I, I, I know how the sausage is made too mm-hmm. much. So I start getting into the, yep. uh, you know, wow, what did they do on that effect? And then I kind of lose where I am at, you know, and right. so I can't, <laughs> it's too distracting. Um, but I can, I can listen to like, you know, podcasts are great. Like mm-hmm. you said too. So something that, that isn't visual or something that isn't kind of an art form, you know, I, it's right. still an art form. I wouldn't yeah. say that, but, but it, it's just, in, it's your, it's more information. You're kind of learning while you're painting and you're, you're getting filled with certain certain things, uh, certain perspectives of other artists or yeah, whatever yeah. whatever walk of, of life they're you know whatever kind of uh, discipline they're in, whether it's writing or movies or or uh, you know painting whatever. So it's interesting to get up comedians, you know, mm-hmm. all these different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just fun cool. fun to it's, learn 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 things. Yep. You know, as Ab- I kind of feel absolutely. like when I paint, I like to have a certain part of my brain distracted and thinking of uh, listening to this thing. That's kind of the way I, yeah. I you know, it, it's weird. It's, it's a strange thing. It's like, it's almost like meditation. When you meditate, you focus on your breathing and that, what that does is keeps your mind from going crazy because you're totally focusing just on the feeling of your breathing going out. So it's like a trick to dis- distract your mind, to blank your mind out. And so that it's kind sense. of it's that same thing in a way. It's like you put something on mm-hmm. to distract your conscious mind so that your subconscious can just get to it and get into it without really thinking that much about it, you know? That's how I kind of right. feel anyway. I I I think that's I think that's true for me and I have, you know, now that you kind of put it into words, that is kind of what happens as well, I think for me. Um it cuz if you if it's I can paint when it's silent. And right. I can do that. But a little bit of noise probably does pull me off of concentrating too much because right. you can, you can think about something that you're doing a little too much as well. So especially yeah, work right. like Maybe. yours where there's just so, so much detail crammed in and little guys everywhere. I, I imagine you can just get lost on one little yeah. guy down here, you know, instead of keeping yes. the overall painting in mind. <laughs> right, right, yeah, no, that that does happen. But yeah, just like you said, it can kind of get you into that sort of third eye zone, mm-hmm. you know, where you're, where you're concentrating and you're, and you're conscious of it, but you're also, like you said, just slightly distracted and it pulls you off. And, and it, and I think it probably is an aid. I would think yeah. it, it gets you, yeah. it gets you more into a zone maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it it's cool. feel, feels that way to me. Um, yeah. I think yeah. So. I, I, I love, I, I, you know, I got to say this one thing before we get talking too much is, uh, I, I heard, uh, Joseph Campbell <clears throat> one time talking about, yeah, James Joyce, the author, which I've never read, okay. but he's like sure. famous, <laughs> famous yeah, yeah, yeah. literary James figure, yep. James Joyce. I, I know of him, but I don't know. Dif- his, yeah, I extremely really difficult to get through his writings from, from what I hear. But um, mm-hmm. I believe it was James Joyce said the, the purpose of art is to induce aesthetic arrest, where it just like stops you in your tracks, right? Just, ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. which is 
kind of like the ultimate goal is to just keep people to go like, you know, just stop. It stops your thinking. It's kind of like a Zen moment it puts you in. And I, and I have to say, the first time I had that moment ever with, with, uh, with painting, with a painting show was your show that wow. I was dropping my, that plaque off I made the oh, Bekshinsky right. dedication yeah. plaque which was such a, have. Yep. Oh, awesome. Thank <laughs> that you. was such a big deal for me thank you oh, it was man. so cool I mean it was like a huge deal for me because I was at that point I was just barely like I'd made the decision I was going to be a painter and I was kind of like teaching myself to paint and showing wherever I could and then Gary's mm-hmm. like hey do you want to do this plaque this Bekshinsky dedication plaque for this Chris yeah. Mars show and I was like uh yeah so anyway I made this thing <laughs> and it was like really fast too I, I i look back at pictures of it and i'm like man if i wish i would have had more time on it because i had to do it in like a day or two or something but anyway i dropped it off at the i love ga- it. i love oh, it thanks don't still look at it it's great i, I dropped yeah. it off at the gallery and the show was just set up and it really and I've, i had my moment where i was like whoa it's like it took my breath away the first time ever when i saw a show everything was just so beautiful it was so amazing up on the wall and it was just like <sighs> I had this weird, I got that weird feeling, like you're tripping, kind of like that whoa, slightly elevated consciousness feeling. And I just tripped me out. Ama- amazing. I was so, that, so happy. Coming, coming from you, that's that's incredibly, yeah, I mean, that's just, I'm, I'm really sort of uh, without words with that. that, that that's, <laughs> that's, that's, I'm, I'm man, I'm, that's really cool. I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah. yeah my my pleasure. It was, it was a gift to me the way I see it. It was, wow. it was amazing. It was amazing. And I just was like left there leaving like I was high. It was, so it was super wow. inspirational and really influential on my own work, like, like you were, you know, uh, a huge in- influence on me when I started painting because it's like right when I was starting to figure out what I was doing, I knew I wanted to paint. I knew I was sick of makeup effects, and mm-hmm. I, I tried doing CGI stuff, which I really got into for a while. And I made this mm-hmm. de- anim- did some animated stuff for Tool and made a DVD, and and it got burnt mm-hmm. out on that. It's like it still wasn't doing it, and I re- mm-hmm. and I went from that, and I was like, okay, I'm going to paint. And I yeah. made the decision to do it, and then I started teaching myself. I'm like, I can do this, but I didn't really know where I was kind of going. So I was looking at like Mark Ryden, and I was looking at your work, and I was just trying to find inspiration on where to go. Yeah. And uh, your stuff had just such a huge influence on me to the point where I was like, I got, I got to be careful not to rip Chris Mars off too much because it was yeah. like starting off, I was like, I loved it, your work so much. You know how that is when you 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 oh. love an artist and you and you you're trying to emulate a similar vibe but you don't right. want to you know you don't want to steal their thing that they work so hard on for so long so i really was trying had to try hard to make it my own you know that's, what i'm saying right and you know man i again i i'm so those are just some real nice words and i really appreciate i really appreciate you saying what you're saying and that's that's man if i if i was inspiration that's that makes me feel so good that, oh huge i mean that's also the purpose of all of what we're doing we put it out there and and you get comments and you get people like you know it's really cool like when you say you know i haven't painted in 10 years and i right. so saw your work and i'm picking up a brush yeah again. it's amazing great, yeah you know? it's so yeah. cool to hear that yeah that's so that's so cool i'm sure you get you know things like that as well you know in, in your yeah. comments so that it's cool with that yeah yeah it's just again we're just we're just kind of going you know we're driven <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're doing our thing and we're inspired it's it just all of the inspiration just kind of keeps getting whatever paid forward again right you know? yeah 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 and you're yeah. inspiring very nice of you to say man. oh yeah it was appreciate uh, it yeah i just uh i had to have my 
geek out moment there for a minute. <laughs> I just I kept and, thinking and, and, about that. It's like I gotta let him know that was such a big deal for me. Well, you well you for sure did. Um, you know, you did come up with your own thing for sure. I mean, I don't see any work that looks like yours, and I oh, and thanks. I really appreciate and enjoy your work and looking at it. Um, and you know, just and I've seen what you've done in the movies too. And those, I mean, it all it's all visual and it all adds and it's your aesthetic that you contributed to. To you know, to inspire whether it's movies or whether it's two D. So you know, oh. I really appreciate what you're doing. Oh, thanks. Absolutely, I, re- I really like it. Really, yeah, I appreciate really it. I, yeah, that was the other thing when I first saw you. You mentioned me as an artist you liked in an old interview. I was like so excited. Yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah. such a big deal for me. It was a. Yeah. That's why it's so cool to have you on the podcast and just to oh, you know. Anyway, anyway, um, absolutely. But but, but what, before I guess what I was leading into that was uh, yeah I, I so I I love your work I love the way you just like you kind you kind of you know paint the way I started painting which is where it seems like you just kind of go for it and you just yeah. like intuitively go through it and and it's like I started that way and I and I went so far to like trying to get technical with it that I'm really trying now to get back to that. And it's like, it's, it's, I, I went almost too far in a technical direction, you know, like mm. I really started thinking about composition and portrait portraiture, like really treating it like mm-hmm. portraiture and refining mm-hmm. this technique and learning all my colors and this and that and the other. And one thing I've kind of really miss is that spontaneity. Uh, and I admire so much about your work is that it's like this spontaneous, it's, you can't, you can't get paintings like that any other way, I don't think, than just like mm. let, letting the painting kind of tell you where it wants to go totally from nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think and I can go back to I think when I first started, uh, I don't know if you've had this, you know, whether, you know, as an artist, you know, before you even did 3D work and in the movies and and then into painting um, if you kind of always had an aesthetic in your head that was there already in a way, like maybe it's stuff that you've kind of uh, were inspired by, but then you start putting it together in your head. Cause, right. Cause I remember at first I, I, I had these kind of visions on the peripheral and I tried to get them out in chalk, but I, I wasn't getting there. I wasn't quite, you know, nailing kind of what I, what I wanted to do in my head. So did you have that as well? Did you have like a vision kind of that was floating around that you couldn't quite kind of, yeah, nail? Yeah. 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 I had like, sense? Yeah. yeah, I had a lot of influences. Yeah. It was, you know, it was a lot of like these old horror movies and, and, and yeah. creatures and specific types of creatures. And, and it was like a big, yeah, it, it was basically kind of this, all of the things I loved floating around in my head and, and I developed it, it, it didn't really, it's like I had glimpses of it in maybe the, um, probably the nineties when I was just doodling for fun. I would get every once in a while, I'd do stuff that kind of looks like what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really wasn't until I kind of sat down and I was trying, I was really trying to come up with something I want to, you know, being, uh, also coming from that punk background, I think uh, at least the kind of punk that sounds like you and I were into was um, being original is so important. It's a yeah. big part of it, you know, is fi- yes. being your own thing. That's like such a yeah. huge part. So I really was putting a lot of effort into that. And so it was like there's a lot of floundering around. So I got a lot of weird kind of early paintings. 
but but it was once I did this one portrait of this kind of called Dunce, this kind of cone-headed guy with no eyes, kind of smiling. I, that, that rings a bell. Kind of yeah, like yeah, an yeah. Egg, flesh egg head, kind of in yeah, a weird yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. Yep. <laughs> oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that one sold, and I was like, well, I'm going to try and keep doing those because I was also like coming out of making pretty good money in the film industry, and I just completely was mm-hmm. like, I have to get out and, it, and mm-hmm. making good money as an artist in 2000, early 2000s, just seemed impossible especially if you're doing kind of creatures or weird dark art so 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 i was like i'm you know kind of going with what was selling that i was trying out and i really enjoyed doing the portraits so i just kept going with that sure um, and developing that and just i don't know just trying to keep any things that i liked that were popping up that i oh i'd never seen anything like that i'm going to keep you know i'm going to try exploring that again in the next one and it just kind of builds I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is that is that similar to how you were? Yeah, it, it it is very much so. You know, going back to like, you know, having this vision, trying to get it out, but not really having the tools or the technical skills yet to kind mm-hmm. of to, to really go after it. And then once you're, uh, you know, when I got past drawing mediums and I got into paint and and I'd started doing with a, a lot of acrylic painting, right? Um, and and that, um, you know, a lot. I think it taught me how to use a brush mm-hmm. and. And I still didn't have my surface down at all yet. And then I read this little tiny thing in an artist handbook because um, I was trying to figure out paint, oil painting. I really wanted to get there. Um, and I knew, you know, obviously just when you go to museums, that's predominantly what all these classic paintings from whenever are, mm-hmm. you know, from, from the, through time. Um, I wanted to get there and I kind of study them and I kind of study surface techniques, but there was lots of different kind of things going on. And if you look at a Rembrandt, it's just layered up and weird. And there's really, you know, there's all kinds of texture yeah. going on. Then you'll see other people that are really smooth. And at first I tried to, you know, when I, when I got, uh, well, so I read this little thing, you know, um, it was just like about maybe just a really tiny paragraph where it said, you, uh, tr- you know, another way to treat a surface is to varnish first and then let it dry and then paint into the varnish. Mm. And I thought, well, that's, that's an odd, you know, that doesn't make any sense. You know, right. you, I always put the varnish on after you're all done. Right. And so I tried it. I tra- kind of did this underpainting with acrylic, put the varnish on, let it dry. And then I t- started taking the oil painting. And, or, or the oil paints and getting and then it was just a, a weird thing that started happening with with the with the with the varnish and the way it was kind of merging and, and marrying and huh. said, wow this is really fucking cool so that kind of that kind of set me off because I think the problem with I had with acrylic was and on this is all technical stuff we can get into all the kind of the emotional people, you know what? so many artists driving. people yeah. that are learning how to paint newer art younger artists listen to the show a lot so yeah, so cool. people are into That's the good. technical stuff good 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 <laughs> yeah so yeah hopefully hopefully i can pass on any anything but uh so the acrylic would bug me about it what you know you're drawing in chalk meeting i'm thinking of the drawings it's kind of like what you see is what you get the colors don't shift very much right in acrylic, they, a painting man do they ever shift and you probably know that yeah. as well so you they're drawing i think they usually dry darker than yeah they, they dry, dry darker right yeah. so, wow that was and then, the, and then the other problem was is that it'd go on really wet, and so you'd get this really dark, rich area in the shadows or whatever, and then it'd start to dry and get all flat, you know? Right. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, so, okay, what do I do, do now? Put some, you know, acrylic, 
you know, medium over that to kind of bring the back. And it just seemed like such a weird, uh, you know, so then that, that, then that little technique with the, uh, with the paragraph that I read going into the varnish for the first time I could, I started seeing what I was getting right away and it didn't change. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it married, it set up and it didn't change. It's like, wow, now this is great. You know, this is now I know whatever I'm doing, it's going to stay that way. So that was a big breakthrough. But from that point, um, it was still problems with surface. You know, things were too smooth. Um, I just wasn't there yet. And I think that's when a lot of the prop building skills came mm-hmm. in about washes and texture. Yeah, yeah. And brushing, brushing things and getting a texture underneath. And then that's when I started treating my surfaces differently and then kind of going through that process. And then that really, so. As far as what you were, I think your original question was, is like, you know, was it like that for me? Like, you know, as it developed it, it for sure, spontaneity is, is because you, when you have a surface that ha- already has a lot of stuff going on, yeah. it's like looking at a piece of wood or the clouds and you start picking shit out yeah. already. And so it's already kind of some things happening. Um, and that never happened before I started treating it that way. So, uh, I would, I would, um, I would start seeing things and then things and then it was a very organic spontaneous approach and that's exactly what I love too I don't I can't I get really bored if I start repeating mm-hmm. so if I was to make a study and work it all out and then have to do work from that study I'd start to get anxious I think yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of what you're talking about where the it's the it's kind of coming from the punk school where there is no rules right. and, and you don't want to you want it to be free and and, um, you know, uh, kind of raw and organic, mm-hmm. you know, and those are all things that go along with that movement. So it's a mindset that that gra- that that translated into into, uh, you know, surfaces and, and, and visual things that I wanted to see visually. So, yeah, spontaneity for sure. Texture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just whatever, you know, if, if we want to go back to even why I got into punk in the begin with, it was I was, you know, I have a. I know you've probably maybe I don't know if you've read all my stuff about mm-hmm. my brother yeah. Joe, um, and, and his um, you know uh, struggles. Um, he's deceased now. I still miss the guy, man. I I, I go around uh, the city where I'd take him different places, and it's like ah, man, you just feel yeah. that kind of whole. Yeah, he was such a cool brother, you know. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. And he was he was the kind of guy that, you know, he was in and out of, of episodes, uh, schizophrenic episodes. And so he would, there'd be times when he was, he's just like, Hey man, you know, he's just like your brother, you know? And then he would go and then he would start to descend and he would have to be hospitalized from time to time. Yeah. And, that must've been and so, so hard. That, I, yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and so that, um, that, um, outcast mm-hmm. sort of, you know, very early age, that awareness of what an outcast is, Right. Uh, really went into the punk thing. Yeah, sure. yeah, totally. That's what that is. Absolutely. I mean, that's the, the, and if any art that comes from that time and I see that is really that free and open and, you know, not stuck in any sort of tradition, it's it's trying to break out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so much of what we see, and in, in like you said, from our movement, really does extend from that time i think you know and it all really works together so for sure like when you were talking some of the punk attitudes that you took and that you put into your visual style right um really does really really does make a lot of sense because i I think i'm doing that same thing for sure i i think i think when i see my my work it it has that punk aesthetic Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, to me, um, right. not only not only just in a technical sense, but also in that emotional sense and, and, and you know, really trying to champion things that are, are outside, you know, the, the, the norms, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. so funny because, you know, and I know that uh, I guess, you know, with mental illness and, and, and those subjects for, you know, for me, it was, you know, it was, he was my brother and, and I didn't see it as dark, but I could see why people that don't understand it and how what isn't quote normal is frightening to people. Right. And so when I, I think of that same thing, I think visually when I look at work, I, I never see it as dark. I just see it as more playful mm-hmm. and, you know, and, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, and, but, you know, but I do get that where it's, it's, it's dark, but I also see a lot of humor in it too. Oh, yeah. You've got to have that. Well, For sure. So that sense of humor, definitely the sense of humor, that yeah. punk sensibility, yep, is all in there, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I can champion, championing the outcast. Yeah, you know, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I probably going back. You know, I think I've maybe said some stuff in you know in my book, you know, too, which you I'm sure can relate to too. The you know the monster movies. I mean, Frankenstein. Come on, man. Oh that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's original outcast as far as yeah, yeah. Uh, monster. Absolutely, he's yeah. yeah, he's the he's the I, I, Guillermo del Toro's written about this before also. That, no, that's so interesting that you mentioned that because this was a very odd thing that happened. So he had. Are you still friends? Do you talk with him? And uh, I haven't talked guys, to him in a while, but I, I'm in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I've sure. got you know and, I, and, I'm in contact course, with him. Okay, cool. Yeah, and um, but you know, obviously, where you worked, you worked in his movies. I'm I'm a fan of his. You know, I, I love you know just the the, yeah. you know, the whole the, the aesthetic. It's it's awesome looking stuff. He's amazing, and 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 the stories are really cool too. I mm-hmm. really love like man, Pan's Labyrinth, the backdrop of the war. You know, and, oh, yeah. oh god, what, that was amazing. What a, what a great story. Yeah, and uh, was it Devil's Backbone too? Was that? Yeah, was that, was yeah, that? yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great one. That's a great. But one. Uh, but um, so he came through town with his ex- exhibition. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, and, and it was awesome. You know, we got invited, and I got you know the the museum contacted me because I have a, a, a piece in the museum, and the, you know there was a uh, the Minneapolis Institute of Art, so the, you know the major museum in town. But he was wow, he's coming and he's doing the show, and I knew it was touring around. And I said, well, I'd love to meet him, you know. So, but it's just kind of weird. So many people are coming up to him, so I didn't really have yeah. a chance to talk to him. But I was there and. And then he did a speech, you know, before everybody, all of the, it was kind of like a pre-opening type of thing mm-hmm. where people were invited to come down and then the show was going to be open to the public after that. And um, he was talking and me and Sally were standing literally like probably six feet. And he was like kind of maybe, you know how some people pick out people in an audience mm-hmm. and they kind of look at them, you know, maybe because they're, I don't know, they're a little nervous. So he was going around the room, but he would lock on us, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's like, Hey man, he's talking to me. Now that's kind of cool. But you know, I, cool. obviously he's, he's just doing a speech, but what was very uh, kind of eerie to me, I guess I would say is that he was saying things almost line for line that was in my st- statement in my first book. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, he was talking about, you know, the, the under misunderstood monster and though, but I mean, it was just eerie right. that, you know, um, that, that, that was like, Whoa, that's exactly kind of what's going on in my video. So that was a very, you know, interesting, but you know, again, we're all, we're all inspired by everybody and, and, uh, man, it, it just, uh, it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, people, everybody thinks that I designed the, uh, the, the dude from Pan's Labyrinth with the eyes in his hands. It's like, I didn't work. Oh, right. on, that's one movie I didn't work on, but it's oh, like, it's really? so similar to yeah. the kind of stuff I do that people just assume well, I worked on it. 
and it's like people are inspired by your work looking at your work right i mean yeah i'm sure they're i you know he i i know he's he owns a bunch of my pieces and he's a fan of stuff but it's also we have the same influences like we all have the same influences like yeah we do for sure it's like we kind of came up on the same stuff so it's it's filtering through us but we're like it's almost like we're related sort of it's like a weird brotherhood because we we almost grew up on the same kind of things and so the aesthetic is related you know it's like showing together with you would be just like oh that makes perfect sense you know having yeah like we we showed in uh france remember we we did that show on that that show in france together but it's like that that, that hell saint pierre right yeah now Wait a second. Hell St. Pierre was the big one, right? Where yeah, this was a, so like a episodes. weird little one. Space, space, oh, okay. space yeah, junk. Yeah, yeah. Space junk. Yes, like right. Gallery. I remember now. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's but it, cool. But yep. it's like, you know, our stuff is different, but it definitely feels like it's related. And same with like a guy like Guillermo. It's like he's doing, we're all just kind of pulling from the same place, I guess, you know, and then yeah, right. filtering yeah. it Me- through. Right. Yeah. My wife, uh, Sally, she's, uh, you know, uh, like, um, um, yeah, has an art education background. We, you know, it's, she's great to talk to and, and she's an, a great artist herself mm-hmm. and, and a great writer and photographer. Yeah. But, um, we talk about, you know, we've, we, in talking about art in many of our conversations, uh, uh, over time, but there was that thing, you know, that you, I think she mentioned it where there's that, that simultaneous idea thing for whatever from that come not from artists knowing each other, or even seeing each other's work, mm-hmm. but just from world coming up in the world at the same time. Right. So you could have in Mexico, you could have someone in France or from, or in Germany or in, you know, wherever in America and whatever is happening influentially that people pick up on, uh, starts to shape a consciousness and a view and an aesthetic. Right. So, so, uh, which is, I thought about that happening when there wasn't the, the communication level that we have now, mm-hmm. uh, and it still happened. Right. Uh, so I, I can't imagine now people can go online and see it. You right. know? <laughs> I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a detriment or not. I don't know, you yeah. know, cause There's... it does it, does that maybe, uh, could that possibly erase some originality and to where somebody's really kind of in their bubble and really shaping their consciousness right. kind of untainted by whatever they see. If you see too much, I don't know. I, I think it could be the other way too, where people could just be so inspired that they come up with something brand new. Yeah. So, yeah. I suppose it, it can work both ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything's so crazy okay. now. There's no, there's no, I don't know. Try, trying to predict whether anything is good or bad nowadays is just like everything to me just seems like it's going out the window. There's no predictability anywhere. It's just constant stream of information and amazing artwork and terrible artwork and amazing movies and terrible movies, music, yeah. band. It's just like everything is just so huge and chaotic with the internet now that it's just like, you just kind of got to go, okay, I'm just, this is my attitude anyways, I'm just going to kind of go with this because there's not really any kind of, there's nothing to hold on to. Like I'm going to be sort of like this guy and I'm going to exist in this space in the online community. It's like, 
everything is just split apart and just it, it, craziness, it, it, chaos. Alone, open, absolutely. It's like kind of like a kettle of like a cauldron of soup. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then it turns into like a freaking airport size cauldron. You know, and just, it's just this soup. Yeah, it's, it's so it's massive. Crazy. Yeah, and you can go in, you can see. Um, and you know, uh, that's why probably where I'd want to interject right now that you're actually talking to a deep fake. That um, <laughs> the Chris Farr's have, deep fake. <laughs> have you seen some of that crap? Oh my it's god! Insane. Yeah, it's and like, this is, who, how are we ever going to be able to believe anything? Pretty, I mean, the, some of the things that I saw in some of these. Someone sent me like, look at this shit, you know. And I saw it. I think it was somebody. I don't know if you saw it too. The guys from South Park put it together, and it was like sort of this kind of fake sort of news piece, documentary kind of little piece that they did. Uh huh. And at the end of it, you realize everything you saw in there was fake. Oh you know, the, you have, all of a sudden, you have like Mark Zuckerberg dancing along. You so they, they do a commercial break, and he's like selling cars, and it's Mark Zuckerberg, and he's doing. It. But I mean, you it, Trump's face on any, it, right. but it was so realistic. I know, and that, and it's Woo. just thinking ten years time. It's just like, it, you know, the the one thing I was thinking is the one thing that is going to be an indicator of whether something's real, especially when it comes to news footage is multiple camera angles. You know, oh, that's one yeah, thing to where you have to like, you you'll have to that's cross it, yeah. check it with other yeah, camera yeah. angles, but still it's like anybody who wants to put the, enough time in can take the other angles and, and do it, you know, but yep. maybe there'll yep. be a whole yep. industry pops up about people that, that can discern deep fakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forensic specialists. Yeah. <laughs> media forensics yeah yeah it's just it's just i guess uh i don't know it's kind of like uh to me it's it's just everything is so chaotic now that that it's it's like uh it's it's almost like 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 i was saying i feel like you can't really hold on to anything outside of yourself it's a very it's forcing you into like this very zen kind of attitude in a way where you just have to kind of be centered in yourself and ride the wave, you know, surf yeah. this wave of chaos and madness and just try and like, you know, not get too freaked out. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no kidding, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it is a, it is a crazy, uh, you know, you do wonder too, because like, you know, generationally there's always, um, you know, there's rebellion. There's people that say, ah, oh, my parents did that. Or at least there used to be. Mm -hmm. It's a little odd lately, like where I have my, uh, you know, some of my, my siblings and their kids, they're like liking too much the same stuff where mm -hmm. like for me, it was like, whoa, you know, I didn't want to, anything to do with what my parents liked. Right. You know, I wanted to, kind of, you know, so there's always that natural rebellion that happens and you want to kind of form your own attitudes and opinions and aesthetics about things. Um, I wonder if maybe in the long run, I you know, I, I think about this from time to time, if there will be just a backlash and there will be like this generation that will be like anti-tech or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And just start, fuck this, and, you know, no, I don't want a cell phone. Right, you know, No, right. if you want to talk to me, you know, let's go meet somebody. You just never know. I, I think, know. you know, I honestly think that's kind of already happening. You see that with you, like artisanal everything nowadays, like these younger, younger kids, like – artisanal beers and 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 make, oh, right. you know you know making things by hand i mean this yeah. is this is one of you know people i know people have talked often about how digital art i remember when digital art was coming around how it's the end of fine art but i think the more the more things get digital the more valuable and 
and and valued and appreciated real handmade art is going to become it's like it's almost making it more more valuable it's not mm-hmm. diluting everything and going to take over digital art and all this stuff it's like it's 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 making things more valuable handmade one of a kind pieces are that much more special in a world that's just completely plastic and mechanical and mm-hmm. you know what I, I mean I, I like that thought I like that thought yeah I, I and I man I for for what I like you know about you know, something you can you know even when I'm working digitally there's there's you know I usually do it just to kind of clear my mind or kind of do something mm-hmm. different because I love, we all need break. it's fun so, man I, digital yeah, stuff it, is really fun I really it enjoy is fun. it there's there, you know there's the immediacy but I do always you know I don't like that barrier that you can't touch it you know it yeah. is it's it's separated so but yeah like you said the the going then when I get a little you know clear my head and and want to get back to painting again, which is most of the time, <laughs> uh, you appreciate it more and you, and you really start to like the organic nature of again, dipping in the paint and the surface and the whole thing. And it's a, it's a thing it's in front of you. It's right, a right. physical three dimensional thing. Um, but the only problem is I, sometimes I'm painting and I, and I fuck up and I literally I I reach up and do, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> command Z or, or yeah. yeah, yeah. I've done that so many times, <laughs> especially when you were, <laughs> when I was working on my, my, uh, that DVD, but I, I mean, even for for collectors, people yeah. want to buy the work. It's it's even more valuable because there's just so much shit duplicated a million times that everybody's seen, and just to have like one piece of something special right. is is it, it, it gets more and more important. I think as uh, as you know, as the world gets more deep fakes and because it's, <laughs> it's all about like fake fakeness. Yeah. In, in a way, yeah. all this Instagram influencers showing this beautiful life, amazing life they're having. And, you know, it's all just <laughs> bullshit. So, or so much of it is just total, utter bullshit. So the real things matter more. They're more important all the time, I think. Yeah, I, I you know, I like that. And, you know, if you think about it, I mean, obviously, just, you know, how long is, is a traditional, say, let's just sculpture, oil painting or art, you know, how long has it been around? It's been around for for ages and you know this is a this is a, an era that we're going through but like you said it, there in the end it is going to be this thing that exists in, right. in three dimensions and so yeah I, I like that thought and and i think um that bodes that uh, makes me feel better about some of those uh uh, what are those blockchain art? Yeah, that NFTs. Wait a second. Yeah, here. I just that uh, to me that that to me I just I can't get there. I mean I, I could understand maybe I don't know if. If somebody that you know spends sixty-seven million on a f- computer file, uh, you know, and supposedly it's like locked on this chain, and then there's you know it's really you know, and and you know you get like you know, sort of legit auction houses getting in on it too, which. But to me, in the end, anything. I mean, we're living in a world where there's like there's just twenty four seven. There's hackers, you know, that right. are all they're doing well, is trying to hack. Yeah, but to the- me. Like, if something couldn't that be hacked and could it just be then it, nothing? It seems like it. It seems like it. I just had Ron English on last episode and we he's got yep. into the oh, NFT he's, thing. I love his work too. Yeah, Ron, he's, Ron's work. he's 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 yeah. amazing. Uh really yeah. really cool guy too. Uh but yeah, he was cool. he's getting into the N- NFT thing now and it's like he was talking oh. about it kind of a lot. And um yeah. I've sort of finally started to kind of understand it and the only reason I'm interested at all is because I have all of these animations digital animations i did back in 
2000, I don't know, early 2000s, I did all these 3D animations, and Tool ended up using a bunch of them for their projections on their shows behind them. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah, Yeah. and so I've got these animations, and I so it's like I I put a DVD out, and it's like it never just – I thought they were, like, amazing. I thought they were so cool, and it just never really – I was too early. And so now I have all these – these animations are like, wow. Cause I had this idea to show these at in a gallery in, in digital frames and they would be looping. They loop. So it just goes over and over. Yeah. So it's like a moving painting. I don't want to get too much cool. into it. Cause I talked about it on the last episode with, with yeah, Ron, okay. you know, all, but, but all I'd like to say, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just no, going to, I was yeah. just going to say, I, I feel kind of like, like it's, it was, I'm, it's finally, you know, there's some, a way to present them maybe uh, now, 20 years later so it's sure so for me i'm kind of thinking it would be kind of cool to do something with those things that have just been sitting on my hard drive and i can't really do anything with them but uh at the same time it's it's i hate jumping on something i i hate trend chasing like that i just i don't i just can't bring myself to jump on the new thing it just annoys the shit out of me but i mean it's cool that Anybody that's doing it and making money, especially artists making money, cool on you. That's great. I just yeah, like no, that's absolutely. I'm yeah. gonna yeah, I'm gonna take my time if I do it. I'm not jumping right on yet. <laughs> yeah, me as well. I, I you know there's I guess you know some of the things that I was kind of reading. I read about four or five articles about it, and, and like you said, I don't want to belabor it as well because you probably talked about this to death, but. Um, just kind of like the, you know, where the world itself is kind of an, an insulated world as well, even legally. Mm-hmm. So I, I had questions of, well, I don't know if I want to have something that I don't own anymore that suddenly I relinquish everything. You know what I mean? So right. that was kind of my, I, I didn't know some of those ins and outs, but if you, you know, get into it and find out, I'm, I'm definitely open to it's, it. It's like, I'm not going to say, you know, never, never, but I, right. I am, I don't. I just, I guess I don't understand it. It's, so, you know, I, you I know, and the, if you find out, you know, you know, feel free to pass on. Yeah, I will. Cause it's like, you know, at the first, it seems, th- it's very strange to me at for uh, right now. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't to me like a, a digital file is not a three dimensional piece right. of art. So that's where I, I have a block with that. Right. But, it's, 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 but like you said, with, with, with the movies and with different things like that, that are kind of created in the computer to begin with that, that, that I, I mean, can, you, you know, got it, all your short, I got or, you know, it's yeah. like you kind of have yeah, all absolutely. kinds of content. It, but the th- the yeah. thing is, I the first thing I thought of when I heard of NFTs, I thought this is so fucking stupid. It's so lame. <laughs> I just was like, so I I thought it was really dumb. I said this is like the fidget spinner of art. Is what I said. <laughs> you know those fidget spinners that were popular for a minute. Those dumb yeah, yeah. things that they were saying cured ADD, which is bullshit. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know it was the like pet this. Rock. The yeah, pet rock, pet rock, hundred percent. Um, Cabbage patch. <laughs> but I did start like watching these videos on it, and the, and it has a lot of other applications. And I'm starting to go, oh, okay. I I I'm starting to understand. The more I understand okay. it, the more I'm interested in it. Actually, okay, cool. so it's yeah. like I'm still kind of not fully on board, but but um, it's definitely I don't I don't have that same feeling like this is just ridiculous bullshit. It's like it does have a lot of interesting real world applications, like you know, uh, storing yeah. contracts and and things like keeping track oh. of artwork and having. Sure. I don't know. It's it's. Well, yeah, no, I'll you send know, you some is- videos if you're interested. There's some pretty good videos I've seen that are like. Make it pretty easy to understand. I, I okay, had, I had yeah, a hard time I, with I it at first. That. 
Yeah, I'd appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, then I can, you know, basically it is. I just learned about it really very recently too. So I don't, again, it's, I just don't understand. So yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever uh, yeah, whatever you can send, that'd be cool. Oh, cool. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, anyway, God, where were we going with all this? <laughs> I'm <laughs> over that. Yeah. Uh, well, we, yeah. Well, we were I was talking ta- about, we were talking about the chaos of the world and the crazy. Oh, oh yeah, we were yeah. talking right, about, we got into that. is it yeah. going to be bad or bad or good? And I was saying it's kind of like beyond bad or good. It's just the way it is and how it's going to come out. Who the hell knows? Cause it's just, there's just so much of, of everything. But I, I have a friend named this super talented sculptor named Ryan Peterson. And um, mm-hmm. I had him on the podcast twice. He's brilliant, amazing sculptor, like really, really, mm-hmm. really talented. And I got to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 he's just, send me some yeah, links. I'll send you sure. some links for sure. I, I know, I know, uh, I, I definitely have seen a lot, but I haven't seen everything. So definitely. <laughs> he's cool. like, he does a lot of like collectible stuff based on movies and stuff, but he's just, he's a, he's a genius. But um, cool. he, uh, he says he, he doesn't like to look at other art. Like he's very, he's so worried he's going to like rip someone off. He just won't ah, look at stuff. He won't look at magazines. He's very like, mm-hmm. he doesn't want me sending him stuff. <laughs> like don't send yeah. me other people's artwork. <laughs> wow, he's worried it's yeah. going to contaminate his vision sort of. Oh, wow. That's, that, that's, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't have that. I, I love, I mean, I love looking at all art, you know, I yeah, just, uh, I, you know, whether it's ancient all the way on up to now, whether it's even, I'll go to a, I'll go to a, uh, you know, whatever, just like a, um, a sort of like a neighborhood fair, and there'll be art up, you know. And right, I, yeah. I'm always interested, you know. What I, I guess it's just, it's nice to when anybody takes the time to sit down and make something, you know. We both know what that is, right? <laughs> and how and how kind of enriching that, how really enriching that can be, you know, just to your psyche and and. Um, so I just any any time anybody takes the time to make something is yeah, yeah. is I think it, it's cool as hell yeah I if anything I for me I I, dev, I I get inspired yeah I I just usually get very inspired by what other people are doing oh me too yeah yeah that's a that's a that's one of the especially seeing stuff in person I people a lot of times I get the question from uh, younger artists and stuff like how do you get inspired and and stuff like that and and it's like for me, I'll I'll go back to a good art show, like a good group show of artists I love is like, <laughs> you know, anytime I go to a, an art gallery at a show, if, if it's all really good work, I just want to leave immediately. <laughs> I want to go back and start painting because I get all just an instant like inspiration, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can totally relate to that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there is going to be, you know, there's going to be uh, art that's like, ooh. You know, I, I, anything that causes a, an emotion one way or the right. other, because sometimes I can might think, wow, that's really, you know, the color choice. Whoa, you know, <laughs> something, you know, but at the same time, that's a reaction as well. Right. Know? Yeah, it's true. So it's art, true. Makes, art makes you react in a certain way, you right. know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I'll look at yeah, the most- uh, old uh, horror comics, too, is another real big source of inspiration for me. Oh, Those ones, cool. yeah. the old ones from like the EC EC comics and creepy and eerie and oh sure yep yep I got I some love some that uh, stuff vintage uh, some, a few vintage of those things I remember getting creeped out one time 
because uh, you know, as a kid, you know, like we talked about, you know, you just um, you know you're watching with your siblings or whatever in the mon- your Saturday afternoon and the creature feature and the mm-hmm. monsters. So Monster Show's got Creature from the Black Lagoon, man. I love. I oh, still yeah. think that makes it so fucking It's still amazing. amazing. It still it, holds it, it, up. There's it's, it, totally. Yeah. yeah. yeah Same absolutely. with Frankenstein's monster still really holds up too. It's such an odd design choice, but really it looks it looks amazing. It really lo- I mean all yeah. that universal stuff was great, but the creature probably is the best. And that was uh designed by a woman actually. That oh, the, the, know, the creature from the Black Lagoon and she got completely okay completely uh overlooked of course by you know didn't get the credit for it but she designed it and, and what, do you know her name uh, i should yeah, at, you know I'll, well let's look it up yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll i know her name it's on the tip of my tongue know that, though. yeah that's, that's a book just amazing. came out about kind of about her she's a really amazing designer um uh, I'm looking it up now. <laughs> sure, yeah, why not? I got, I got it. It's like Milli- Millicent, I think. Uh, oh, that ring, that rings a bell now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's been a while since I've kind of delved into that. But yeah, while you're typing, um, you know, I can kind of go on about, um, uh, you know, being in that in that mode of you know as a kid being really inspired and, and yeah. want, wanting to see that stuff. And then I remember getting some of the horror magazines like you're talking about, you know, where they have maybe. Uh, you know, stills of movies. Yeah, like famous crazy, monsters. Lots of B movie stuff. You know, did, did you and get I, famous monsters of film? Famous land? monsters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, amazing. Yep, yep. And and then I remember as a kid, I was probably like eight years old, and and you know, we we're you know, I was really into it, really interested in it. And maybe I was like, it was like the dead of winter in Minnesota. It was really cold, and I was just everything was kind of dark and gloomy, and and I felt kind of like I, you know, maybe it was a little depressed as a kid, as we you know, we go through these phases. Mm-hmm. And I remember picking up a magazine and, and I and I got and I looked at it and it was like this bulging eye out of this woman, you know, and it was just this really fucked up face. And it kind of scared me mm-hmm. <laughs> in that moment, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, it really sort of like it kind of it kind of like you know, made me a little sick. You know? <laughs> so, but then I then I started sort of questioning, like, what's going on, man? I love this stuff, you know. Right. But, you know, it's just it just, you know, it, so I think about sometimes, too, like, uh, you know, art in general, what people bring to to it when they're viewing art you know yeah. so like if you have like i've noticed like little kids you know uh, seeing my art like you know being you know brought along with the, you know their parents or whatever you know to to one of my exhi- exhibitions and how kids are really open-minded because mm-hmm. they're not contaminated by all these you right. know religion and all these other crazy you know things that, that we collect as we age and so there's an open-mindedness to it and i think that's what I hang on to as, as an artist as well, you know, so I, I still refuse to say it's dark, you right, know, yeah, although, yeah. You, know, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. That's the way it's considered. That's where it's going to get lumped in by adults. Right. But kids, you know, are just so such little open sponges and, and curious. And I remember as a kid, you know, time, what do they say as you age through life? When you're when you're like five years old, you know, a day or a week seems like right. two months or something yeah, when you're, yeah. eight, you know, so as we age, time speeds up. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, maybe the mechanism is, is if I can think back a day or a school day or even a week seems like forever, <laughs> you know, and so you get really bored as a kid. Right. You know, so there's a lot of for me, there was a lot of boredom. Yeah. It's like I want to you know, so you, so the, you, you're hungry for something different. Mm-hmm. You want to see it. 
maybe as the time by the time you get to 80 you've seen so much shit (laughs) you can't tolerate it you know it's like you're not you don't have the same open mind right so i think about that too where we are and what we bring to uh what we look at you know um, as as humans and there could be somebody that you know maybe just I don't know, you know, is going through a loss or something and grieving and they're not going to have the same mood. Yeah, you know, right. They see. So just all these all these aspects. But, yeah. 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 It's funny about the, the, the you know, the dark art thing is 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 like uh, f- from my perspective, it's like this is what everybody calls it. That I kind of came to yeah. this conclusion. Everybody calls it this and it's going to be helpful for all the artists doing it is if we just accept the name that everybody's calling it and then forget okay. about it you know it's like okay. a marketing thing and we're in a way it's like it's more to the benefit of all these people to have sure. some otherwise they're like you know people are gonna go oh it's like it's it's horror art or it's monster yeah. art and not take it seriously and so the whole yeah. idea with the podcast and the dark art society concept is like Let's try and just legitimize this stuff because this is the stuff that we love. I mean, this gives us the yeah. feeling. It gives us mm-hmm. the amazing, you know, that thing that you're looking for from art. It makes me yeah. happy. It makes yeah. me feel yeah. good. It doesn't make me feel dark or depressed. It's like it makes no. me feel so good to see one of your paintings. It's like, ah, oh, it gives me that thing, like a happy thing, totally happy. <laughs> and it's right, like, right. in a way, maybe our... our uh, our senses are are tweaked or something to where you know but but it's like there's a lot of us so it's not just a random weird thing there's a lot especially with tattoo culture getting popular they're way into this kind of stuff you know i'm sure you know you've got a ton of tattoo artist fans and people that are into tattoos and um so it's like i mean we're talking like millions of people love this kind of art but there's but it's been kind of like overlooked all this time mm. because there's not an easy way to to categorize it ca- categorize yep. it because it's kind of sure. weird you yeah. know so i, yeah, I just it was like a strategic thing i just thought you know it makes more oh, sense yeah. if we just start kind of promoting it as this and not worry about what dark art really means because there's it's you know we know what it means to us and it's not dark at all it's light no. you know that's right. the and that's also kind of the whole cool thing of the cool juxtaposition is that you know, and I, I'm sure you're you're feeling this way about your own, creating your own work is that you feel like you're uh, it's it's not it's the opposite of dark. It's light. It's like yeah. it's it's as it's your way of doing something that is full of light and beauty and amazingness and and all the good things that art should be. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like absolutely because you have that perspective. That's how they come out. And that's I, and how it, they come out. Yeah, and it's like that's how I am too. And I think that's how a lot of people in this scene feel the same way they're all they're all nice they're the nicest people they're cool (laughs) they're easy going yeah right that that's what's cool and and i and i that's the kind of what i've gleaned too i mean you know you're doing the cast and and i gotta listen to more episodes because i want to learn more about you know about the artists that are you know they're all so cool and like nice it's hilarious that's 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 really cool yeah and and it does go back to the um you know it goes back to i guess you know kind of what i've what i've talked about too it's like well you can look you know, looking at something I create and maybe having uh, uh, maybe a, a, a kind of a, a reaction in the way where you think like, "Ooh, I don't understand. That's a, that's a little creepy to me or whatever. I've gotten gotten that all the time uh, or I've gotten that many times, not all the time. But mm-hmm. um, uh, so for, for people to when that happens, you know, um, I, I just think that just like what you're saying, you know, it, that's that's like one facet. It's one dimension of being human, right. making something, right. making up this art. 
people go through their lives and there's all kinds of dimensions that we all have as human beings. We're compli- we're, co- we're simple and we're complicated at the same time. Right. Um, so, you know, when I write about my work and where it comes from, people change and they go, right. Oh, I, <laughs> that it's just a perspective. Right, deal, really. right. All it is. And so just exactly what you're saying, when you're talking to all these artists and many of them are just nice and cool, they're just, they're making shit yeah, totally. and they're having a good time. And, and, you know, isn't that better than, uh, you know, being like, you know, when I think about uh, evil in the world, if you want to think about what's dark and what's evil, my God, what the way people treat other oh, people God, yeah. is just, the, it's horrific, you it's know, awful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, or what one country will do to another country and how removed people can become, how dehumanizing people, people right. can become towards one another, whether it's on an individual basis or in a group or a country to a country, you know, and I, I obviously have, you know, in interviews, I've talked about that before. That is the most frightening and thing. And yet that is accepted as like part of human nature, like, yeah. eh, you know, it's what people do. And it's like, yeah. but, but, but we paint these weird paintings and it's like oh no that's that's <laughs> yeah, dark that's, you know it's like give me a fucking break it's like completely from the imagination <laughs> yeah. it has you know no resemblance of anything real in many cases and it's whoa yeah. i can't handle that yeah. <laughs> i always oh, i i've yeah. often said i i feel like uh you know and it's not always the case because i know there's a lot of good people that probably don't get it and wouldn't like it but a yeah. lot of times I feel like that the kind of artwork, dark art, we'll call it dark art for, for sake of sure, a Sure, no, that's name. cool. I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> cool. Absolutely. I was just kind of thinking about, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's no, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a perfectly fine title. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but it's like, uh, I've always felt it's like, it's kind of a, a, an asshole detector in a way. It's like, you can kind of tell who the cool people are and who the assholes are. And it's not, like I said, it's not always true. I mean, yeah. you know, I know a lot of great people who aren't, aren't into it, but a lot of times you, you'll see someone that you would have no clue they're into this. I mean, you know, we're, I'm just regular dressing guy. you kind of seem like we're from yeah. that same punk, you know, whatever, Sure. You know, it's not yeah. like we're these snazzy dressers or anything, but it's or, or gothed out or anything, which is cool, no. you know, but it's just yeah, like, yeah, whatever. I'm just yeah. like from a working class San Pedro. So it's just the way I am. But you yeah, you see, you see people and they don't really, you would never know that they'd be into this. And those are kind of like the most exciting, um, exciting collectors or fans to have is people that just look totally straight and you'd never yeah. know in a million years. And they're totally passionate about the dark stuff to me. Yeah. For some reason, it just was like, I feel like it's some kind of win. <laughs> that, that's cool. Yeah. That, that is, that is a good feeling. You know, I, I can, I can relate to that experience too. And I can think about too, you know, like if you think of the general public say, you know uh, you know, people from all walks of life and whatever in, uh, in, uh, you know, there's a movie that's a hit. You know, mm-hmm. you know, just and come on, that's a visual medium. Mm-hmm. People go into a dark theater and they sit down and they watch this. And sometimes it can be incredibly horrific. There can be graphics that are violent. There can mm-hmm. be monsters that are frightening, you know, if you want to call it frightening, whatever. Right. I never get scared, but there might be people that would be. But <laughs> but the thing is, is people can come out of that and say, whoa, I had a great time, you know? Right. <laughs> and and the, even though it had all these elements right. in it, but then again, they'll look at a piece of art on a wall and say, ah. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 exactly. It's, just, it's the same maybe kind of it's thing. it's still and it's staring at them. <laughs> I, I think it's just tradition. Maybe it's not, it's, it's not, it was, it was traditionally, it's not, it's kind of weird to have, be painting this kind of stuff. 
I think yeah. this is a, a you know as much as it's existed throughout history, it's I don't think it's ever really. There's never been like a movement of it. That, yeah, yeah. You know what I hey, mean? Don't don't. I mean, do you think like you know because everything builds on everything else? If you you know if you think about the minimalist where movement where it tore down all the aspects right. and just focused on just like a an element of art, you know. But you know the whatever emotional content goes into that through that. Uh, you know, a process of doing minimalist art, but then you, you know, you go through the just all of the stages of art, the expressionist, mm-hmm. expressionism movement, you know, impressionist, all these different things that happen in the modern. Um, you know, I, I remember thinking Warhol, you know, wait a second, he doesn't even, he doesn't even, uh, uh, he, his whole thing is he doesn't even do it. He has his hands off. He has like a, right. other people do it. You know? <laughs> and, but, you know, he's making decisions. So he's, right. he's like more of a director. And then I said, yeah, I don't know about this, you know, and then I went and saw an ex- exhibition and, and I was like so amazed at the color choices, oh, you know, yeah, I was yeah. like, whoa, that's really done well, you know, so then you, you oh, see yeah. some of the technical aspects that you might not see in a, in a magazine. But so, I mean, if you think about where we are and you think about now the internet and all this, you know, immediate inspiration that we can get just by clicking a few buttons, mm-hmm. uh, that that to me is just another extension. I mean, it's completely viable, you know, mm-hmm. and in history, if you want to go flash forward a hundred years and people look back at this explosion, really, I think of, whoa, look at all this great art that's happened. Look at all these, you know, and it's not just, you know, monsters or whatever. I mean, there's lots of emotion going on. There's right. lots of, there's lots of narrative. There's lots of things and thought going into yeah. this. There's, there's this for sure is a, to me, is a completely viable uh, thing that, you know, uh, who I mean, I think that, you know, that there's probably a establishment around the edges for sure looking at it. I mean, yeah. I, I think the, that what the Health St. Pierre show in France was a was a huge, you know, whatever prestigious thing with artists right. like what we're talking, you know, yeah. from, from and the, Guer- the Guillermo Museum show was big, too. That was like, yeah, yeah. So there's know. there's definitely an, and man, the, the turnout and the interest of people that are that know about it. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't think it can be overlooked. I just yeah, don't, exactly. There's no way. I mean, <laughs> right. if, if there's movements that were kind of a blip and, you know, and aren't overlooked, I just I can't I can't imagine. Right. You know, so. Yeah, because you're I, doing man, we're, we're doing our part. And, and I really appreciate you doing this is a great document of this oh it's really I, cool. you know it's it's funny that you say that because until you said that i never thought of this as a document and <laughs> it's like it's true it really is it is it's documenting Absolutely. all these artists it's, i i just saw it as more like like a service to the whole scene to try and make this scene something you know giving giving telling these people that these artists are important you know it's mm. like to me they're more important than any i you know, i hate to be i'm all about all artwork is is on equal footing, you know. It's there's no there's no uh, uh, type of art that's higher than another. It's like you don't judge it that way. But to me, the dark stuff just feels more um, more uh, uh, appropriate for the times we live in. It's, it right. just seems like this this is the stuff that's expressing what's happening right now, you know. And even with the humor and it's like the weirdness. And the darkness and the creepiness, it's like, it's all, you know, kind of express a, a, a the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not appropriate. The most. Uh, is it like kind of just reflective of what, yeah, what yeah. world we're living in? Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, exactly. It, to me, it's more, more than, more than any other art scene, more than, that I can, that I know of. It seems more like this is art for this time. 
Mm-hmm. It really seems mm-hmm. to reflect the times around us more more accurately than to me, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's important. That makes it important, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just inherently like you've got this many human beings, you know, doing, you know, art in this vein. And like you said, so much of it is reflecting on on the uh, on the world we live in. And, you know, also just the, you know, the uh, whatever the the sort of the pool of knowledge that, again, you can just find at the at the tips of of your fingers with a few few button pushes. Right, right. You have um, you have uh, all of the all of the great things that are going on in the world and all the bad right, things. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it would definitely way less isolated. But I do think if you think again about the progression of movements of art, there's there's been a, a steady sort of going away. You know, it maybe accelerated at the turn of the century or something. Uh, uh, but it, it, but away from the traditional, you know, if you want to go way back, people, you know, that painted during like when the church had a stranglehold, right? It's not that they couldn't paint beautifully and, and in three dimensions in all different poses, they weren't allowed to, right? You know, so there were these all these constraints that back then I'm sure it just took forever to break down, right. and then it started to speed up through history, and then you get to the turn of the century, and then you know it really starts to speed up and get broken down, and mm-hmm. oh, that's not art. Oh, yes, it is. Right, you know? right. And now we know that these artworks that were poo-pooed maybe at the time were like are just like masterpieces right, now. Right, right, right. People flock to see and the energy in them and, right. and the movement, and the emotion, and all this stuff. You know, uh, so. If you think about that tearing down and you think about the steady progression of it, I think this is just another step. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be, it may be a, a return to craftsmanship in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Obviously, it is. There's it is, a lot yeah. of great you know, craftsmanship That's going on. It, but, yeah. but also, there's, it, it, it doesn't look like any other time in history, like you're saying. Right. So, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's there's no doubt about it to me. But relevant. That's the word I was looking for. It's the most relevant, re- relevant to the times. Absolutely. <laughs> that was the yes. word. There you go. I wanted to mention uh, uh, my my Warhol moment, too, because I was one of these people that was like, Warhol's stupid. <laughs> Just like I didn't know. <laughs> Warhol's dumb. And uh, I watched that uh, PBS, three-hour PBS documentary. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah. So good. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, holy shit. It's, it's Warhol was so important that I didn't even realize all this stuff that I was into was influenced by him, like punk rock flyers. That's like yeah, Warhol, man. Totally, yeah, it's like so sure, much of yeah. that uh, right type of stuff. He, he was, was at the, you know, he was he was like at the beginning of yep. all that stuff. He was still going, and he was very yeah. You think about it, a lot of his uh, ideas were very punk. I, I think totally, yeah. totally, I, yeah, yeah. I think so too. yeah. And just just the idea of you know. Yeah, it, it was he, so he was amazing. He was amazing. I, yeah, I really yeah, like yeah. came out of that movie going, wow. He, not, you know, I went from like to- totally thinking this guy was a hack and, and overrated <laughs> to thinking like, wow, he is really the real thing. There's, you know, there's a connection and, and amazing, sure. and he's amazing. You know, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Like those, and, those and electric one... chair silk screens and the woman in the car. You know that felt jumped out of the. I forget who it was. The picture oh, of her. Yeah. That's like so dark art, you know, and it's also it's so punk. Sure. Totally yeah, yeah. punk. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Look like a dead candy. Another one, another <laughs> one I think uh, you know, I was really surprised by 
in person was, you know, and, and I and I liked, you know, the paintings, looking at them. And Francis Bacon, you know, looking yeah, at his yeah. paintings also kind of has that punk sensibility, mm-hmm. dark. It's true. You know, but but also just goes along with his movement at the time as well. Right. But, uh, uh, you know, when you when you when I saw an exhibition of his come through town again, it was like, whoa, this guy is a master of color. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I couldn't get that from the books. You don't right. get it from a print. And you see it in person. That, another reason, what we're talking about, why a three-dimensional piece of art that's on a wall that's lit. Oh yeah, and you're yeah. seeing the paint. I mean, you can't you can't get that from everybody's screen could be calibrate calibrated yeah. <laughs> just like a magazine print. It's going to print up a little differently each time. So you know that three-dimensional seeing it in person, it's it's almost like it's a living, breathing yeah, thing. Yeah, you get an energy, you feel an energy. Was, it's like you know, yeah. it's different experience, totally. Yeah, and then you know, on an emotional level and on a technical level, that you can't really get some of those technical things when you look at them right. in magazines. But yeah, he was a, he was just the 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 color was whoa. I I thought he was just amazing in person too. Yeah, yeah. I always I liken it to seeing a band live and seeing a and hearing a yeah. band on a CD. It's like I love yeah. I love listening to music on CDs, but you know, seeing your favorite band right there, you can't compare it. There's just you can't compare no. it. You know. Or the organic nature of it, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. and the energy. You know, you see a band yeah. and like some kind of spiritual, something amazing, weird, something cosmic happens when you're seeing a live band. It's like a weird energy thing. I mean, it's like a magic yeah. thing. It's weird. It's like you know, you feel something, and it's like that with yeah. art. You know, yeah, I think so too. I think is uh, yep. I, I think there's a good correlation there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. I have to ask you though, I, I, I know you, I, I, I don't want to keep, keep you beyond your, uh, you know, too far, but I have to ask you, <laughs> I got to ask you about your animation stuff because I'm so into your, yeah. your movies because I, it's I so, appreciate that. I, I, I saw when I first time I saw you animate one of your paintings, I was like that motherfucker. <laughs> I was so pissed because it's like, oh. I've been wanting to do that. And it's like, he fucking did it first and he did it amazingly. And so yeah. I've just been like a big fan of your, of your short films. I'm really kind of jealous that you've been able to put so much time into them because it's like, uh, I start, when I started, got, got into 3d animation in 98. So when I started what learning, programs, what programs were you using? Can I ask? Yeah. You? Lightwave. 3D. I don't know if you want to get into it too much. It's no, pretty, no, no. It's pretty yeah, tech- yeah. It's, yeah. I love technical stuff, but I got into Lightwave. Yeah, me too. I, I do as well. Yeah. You know, Lightwave by New Tech. You Lightwave. Heard? Sure. Yeah. That, that was, was the, the one first I, one I tried out. Oh, really? Yeah. That was kind of one of the first ones, right? That was kind yeah, of. Uh, yeah. 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 It came, it came from the, okay. vid- the video toaster. It's, it was part of the video toaster, right! which is like the yeah. big, amazing yeah. thing. Dick Van Dyke was into the video toaster as a hobbyist back in the day. No shit. Dick Van Dyke is really awesome. He was into the video toaster. He decorates his uh, house on Halloween like incredible. He's like a Halloween freak. He's like, oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's really? a really nice cool. guy. He's like, like you oh. think he was. So he's he's one of us. <laughs> Dick Van. Dyke. Oh man, he's yeah. I've always I've always liked Dick Van Dyke just in interviews and yeah. and, uh, and he yeah he seems like a really cool dude. I think I heard him interviewed on like Mark Maron or something like right. that. And yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Was, I thought he was cool as hell. Yeah, yeah super Very cool. cool. So oh, that's the, good to know. Yeah, that's he's good to know that shit and Halloween. He's one and, of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got into I the guy who taught me you know how to uh, um, do the stuff was a lightwave guy. So that was the program I okay. learned. And then after that, it was, um, I started com- 
comping everything in After Effects, basically. Okay. So everything okay. I did on all the tool stuff, it was Lightwave from uh, doing my 3D models. And I would I would render it all multi-pass with an alpha channel so that I could bring everything into um, After Effects and move it all mm -hmm. around and change sure. composition yep. and adjust the colors. And, and you really, yep. like, I could stagger images in layers oh, yeah. and then shrink them down yep. and make them blurry. And you just, like, all of a sudden oh, yeah. you've got all this depth of something that you just rendered a single image of a guy, like, going like that. It's crazy. Yeah. And I so got it's, into it, it, man. I'm so... Yeah. I love it. So I, I originally yeah. got into that in 98 because I was like, I want to make my own movies. Because when I was nine years old, I, I found my dad's Super 8 camera and I started making movies. Before I was into makeup effects, I was like, I want to make movies. And then I got derailed by makeup effects. And then mm -hmm. in the uh, <clears throat> 98, I f saw computer animation for the first time. And I was like, oh, I can animate this acid trip I had in 87. <laughs> It was like, I remember having this amazing vision on this, or it was a mushroom trip or something. I had this amazing vision and I was like, I'll never be able to show this to anybody because I can't afford to make it in a movie. And so I was like, I saw 3D and I was like, the first thing I did was this animation based on this crazy trip I had. And it was really cool to be able to express that. But anyway, I kind of got, like I said, I got burnt out on it and sidetracked, but I still love yeah. the medium and I really want to get back to it. So I was going to ask you cool. what you use for all your stuff, what, what programs you're yeah. using. Sure. Yeah. And, and a similar thing, you know, like when I was working at the pro, pro uh, prop pro, uh, program prop company, <laughs> uh, -huh. uh, you know, we're in, I now in my brains in program mode. Uh, but no, <laughs> when I was working there, they were building a lot of three dimensional things. And I, like I was saying, I learned a lot of stuff there. Uh, they started getting into it because they wanted to make movies as well. I mean, what, what, years, what year is this? You, you this thinking? is probably 90, uh, probably 93. Oh, something wow. like that is so what that's real I think early I did times. a little music stint after I got out of the band and around like 91, 92. And then I just said, I was just so burned out by music, music business, the whole damn thing. Right. I was like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> and then uh, that's when I started working. So right around that time, probably 92, 93-ish, and all guys, all these guys are prop, you know, builders and love movie lovers. So they wanted to get into it. So they, hey, did you hear about Lightwave? I go, what the hell is that? You know, <laughs> so then you know the, the 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 wheels started turning in that direction. But so difficult to to figure out and to do. I just dropped it. You know, so yeah. I'm 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 impressed that you continued on. It was and all I had. I, the only, made things. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the only program I could get a cracked version of back then. Because this guy who who I knew yeah. was, he was like a hacker guy, and he had like all these cracked programs, and that was the one yeah. he knew. So I was kind of stuck I know, with it. It was like super expensive. Yeah. Obviously, it's a new thing. And I got my version from them. They gave me a version that I could play with. Oh, know? cool. So, yeah, I, same same thing. But or some somewhat similar thing, but right. so uh, now you know then I, then I then I got into After Effects, of course, and a, like you said, man, what a so cool program! Amazing is. After so Effects. Many is so the, I did the a best lot program. of uh, a lot of compositing, just like you're talking. But mm -hmm. I went into Cinema 4D, mm -hmm. and that was seemed to be the one that I could kind of latch on to the best. It was seemed to me just more intuitive than Lightwave. So yeah. um, I started actually, you know, I did some movies with that in conjunction, like just like you with After Effects. So doing that, moving things yeah, around. Cool. And, alpha channels i figured i figured very, that's what you're doing yeah, very similar but then you know and you might i don't know if this is one that that i got into recently uh that is incredibly cool i think and nobody in the sort of the maya uh cinema 4d uh, blender world 
I don't think they know about this because at least no one ever talks about it uh, on threads. And mm-hmm. But if you go into the gaming world, everybody knows about it. And it's called iClone. Did you hear about that What's one? What's it called? iClone. iClone? iClone, yep. So just like I and then clone. No, I've see, never I, heard yeah, about see, it. Yeah. Okay, so if you it's invest- It's a 3D program? It's a 3D program, uh, but it has a it has a companion program- it's a company called Reillusion, uh-huh. and you know, I'm who knows? We're probably, we're probably going to sell a few copies here. You know, <laughs> of the the people that's, uh, I don't know, but uh, so yeah, it uh, and it has a sister program that goes in conjunction with it called Character Creator. Okay, and you can it, it's incredibly user friendly. Really, you can like slide and pull out a nose just with the slider. Oh, that's can, excellent. Like, yeah, because character kind of, character yeah, so, animation is the hard. That's the hardest, hardest thing, thing. Like, and that's what I wanted to do. But man, oh. bones was I. Oh, it was I man. never. I got one one time. I made a walk cycle. Of uh, a guy, <laughs> one of my crew, guys too, like three D yeah. animated, and it looked pretty good. But it was so much work. I was like, "Fuck this, man! Oh, I can't God. do this again." I, similar thing. I boned one character, <laughs> and or actually two characters. I, I, I uh, put put the bone system in them, and oh, you know the new version of Cinema 4D. This is going to be so easy. You yeah. just plug this in, and then it was uh, nah. I was excited, and then it was still incredibly difficult. So yeah. I did get to like two creatures though, okay. two characters. <laughs> gimbal lock, uh, gimbal lock, with the thing like the, oh god, it's a nightmare. Oh man, yeah, crazy stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so if you check this out, it is that's where I'm at now. But I am still using After Effects in conjunction with this. But wow. I'm learning that you can do so much in it now to even to the point where and i had to i think i'm i might be the only user of this program i don't know I've never, <laughs> i haven't seen anybody i figured out how to camera track uh-huh. so i can take like a, i can i can take a, a some video of a, a kind of a handheld right thing. yeah and i have a, i've i devised the formula in this program where i can put it in as a background and start comp- compositing and have it all lock up uh, are so you can, a math guy at all I'm not at all. Yeah, because I'm. Why, th- that's one thing that's that fucked me up on 3D was the expressions yeah. and all that. It's like, oh yeah, no. Back in the and day. That, I think that's why you might like this because it's it, way more intuitive and you don't have to be plugging in math all the time. So I'm gonna fucking you, get you might, it for you might sure. like it. Check it out. But yeah, so those are basically the the, the, the things that I use. For so that. so the the modeler is good for making the models. <clears throat> uh, you see now there's an area where I'll still probably go into cinema 4d if I need something special. So a lot of the okay. models I'm going to get and I maybe retexture them. There's, you know, there's all these packs. I think even, you know, obviously movies make them. Now you, I see stuff in one movie that I've noticed and they just reuse it. You know, I, right. some of this, <laughs> a lot of the stuff is made from scratch, but there's such a, a you know, a, a digital world out there that I think that they're just companies are selling models to, and then I think uh, this is happening in uh, kind of the Unreal Engine world too with gaming. Yeah, there's all these hacks and all these weird things. So, but you can still get your own look. It, it is a little weird because you you know you can just buy something and kind of set up a scene, but you're still kind of making decisions about what you want your scene to look at. Yeah, look right. Like. Um, and then also with the character creator, you can really make your own or basically your own. Yeah, I'm so, so I'm so into this. I mean, I've got. I had lightweight finally after like 10 years, they were just dead and they didn't up- upgrade it or update it at all. And, yeah. they, and they just, I think, uh, maybe before maybe 2019, um, they came up with an, an update all of a sudden and I, I downloaded it and I've got the current version, but everything's kind of different now. So I'm looking at this point in my life, I'm looking for something easy 
Um, easy. You know, easy. and intuitive. check out Diclone. I yeah, think you'll, I will. It's very easy. Very I got, easy. I got to ask. And if you, you have, if you already have that working knowledge of the 3D world, that right. that really helps too going into this because. Pretty much everything that was difficult is just all of a sudden it just becomes a slider. Now. Right. It's, yeah. That's. So I you mean, may like it. Yeah. I, I was thinking about trying Blender because everyone's talking about it. It's a free program. I just haven't. You know. I know. I how tried hard... to. I I, try, I looked into that as well, and and again, I found it just. Uh, you know, it's like you said. You get to an age where ah, I, oh, I don't. I just don't want to spend. <laughs> you know, just, I don't want to like I crunch. <laughs> brain you know i don't, uh, I don't have that much time. time left i don't need i don't yeah, want to be spending exactly. it learning a fucking new 3d yeah. program <laughs> right no shit man so uh yeah i i'm i'm there with you on that yeah just whatever whatever because you know i mean it's all about like what what's great about oil painting or, or painting or you know the two you just picking up something and making a mark it's it's so right. organic and so immediate right and mm. you're i'm always chasing that in these other things and yeah so whatever Whatever is the most uh, immediate and easy, I usually go for. And then I figure, well, I can put my own twist on it later. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely going to try that. I, I have to yeah. ask you, have you um, have you gotten into the VR world yet? No, nope. I, and, but this program will allow that, but I just haven't gone in, in that direction yet. Now yeah. that I'm going to talk about the Oculus again. It's the first affordable standalone VR headset. Um, yeah. And it's 300 bucks is the cheap, cheaper yeah. version. It's like before that you needed, I think like $800 and like a computer that was a thousand or $1,500 to run it. Now for 300 bucks, you can do VR. It runs off your Wi-Fi, and it's like, it's amazing. It's like, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's See, completely it- changed my perspective on, Oh, I want to turn my reality into like a, a big movie because I got all these characters. It's like now it's like I want to make a VR game because oh, it's like because yeah. you're you feel like you're in another dimension. It's tr- it's trippy, man. It's it's totally I, crazy. I did, I did I did one. Uh, my brother got an Oculus and I tried it out, but he didn't have the right speed computer, so there was really chunky right. things going on. So I didn't get the full I did get a taste of it and it yeah. was bizarre. It's because co- you know when you look down, you know, look up and it's just like it, you're in this world. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing. And the other it's cool awesome. the other cool thing is if you do have a PC, you can um buy a thing called Oculus Link, which is a cable that runs to the goes to the P- PC so you can um use other programs that are more uh processor intensive. So th- there's a there's a free program called Adobe Medium and it's a scu- hand sculpting program, 3D sculpting. Oh, I think I did. I, th- I saw something about I that. Did, yeah. I interviewed one of the guys that developed it, uh, a few podcasts. A guy named Geo Nackpel, he's a really cool guy, and um, it's, I mean, it's amazing to have a sculpture right in your hands and you could hold it and you could make it like gigantic and work on details and you could just shrink Whoa. it down and you could Whoa. paint it and you could export so you, your models for 3d can, programs oh you can do that yeah I was just gonna yeah you can do that wow yeah he's, that's incredible yeah so I, yeah you know what I'm, i don't have a pen send i'll send you i'll that. send you links to links everything <laughs> absolutely I, I'm, I'm curious about that too because there are those times where you like you, you know like we know where you can you can find models and kind of construct your own scene with kind of given things and retexture them and all right. that kind of stuff. You do want to make something you you just need to make because you know you even can't if it's find. like a head, just a head. Yeah. You've got a decent body and you just want to make a cool Chris yeah. Mars head sculpture. Sure, you know you I got to check that out for sure. It's man. Uh, it's really. I mean, once I you know you do a little tutorial and it's so easy. Like it's like a 
a VR version of ZBrush. And I don't know if you ever tried ZBrush, but ZBrush I tried it. It was, it, it was really weird. complicated. I liked it, but yeah. I but I, I had it the, the kind of like locking it down. I'd always fuck it up. Yeah, to where I know. I, I know. could never get back or something. <laughs> I, I had technical problems. But, but it's like a super – it's like a simpler, more intuitive version of ZBrush. It doesn't go like – quite as detailed because zbrush mm. you can just like super oh, high poly and do that like, program has gone insane but yeah, you can it's... do you know if you're into that you can you can get it like 90 percent. wow that's really good you know that's something like that good. and then do final detailing really fine stuff in zbrush or in another software package but it's it's so amazing that it's like it's worth spending 300 bucks on the uh if you have a pc or, or something also that you can yeah. do the uh, uh sculpting because you can't do the sculpting standalone with the headset okay. but all the I'll, other there's these amazing games that are really inspiring too that are yeah. just like like there's one this game i like to play and I've, I've been out of games since the 90s since i used to play with my kids and then i just yeah. dropped it all because i got busy with everything else sure so yeah. now i'm like this old guy playing video games again and but it's in <laughs> vr and it's there's this one game where you're in this uh, called uh i, I keep talking i talk about it a few times on here it's called in death unchained and it's a bow and arrow game and you're basically going through different levels of hell <laughs> but it's like but it looks like you know like heaven and hell it's not only hell it's like it's like you're in the sky and it's this ancient really cool old castles with all oh, these like evil monks that you, you have to shoot them with arrows and it's so so huh. inspiring it's the, the atmosphere all... it's foggy and it's really beautifully designed really really cool interesting yeah interesting. yeah it, it, it is a and that world i've noticed because i got into the iclone world what's which is in that you know un, uh, unreal yeah, engine that's the thing all like, the stuff for oculus like is done on the unreal yeah. engine and they just did like an update to unreal that i noticed and, and there's like a link that you can do now with iclone and get your characters and get them into unreal oh, cool. that's like again in a whole other program i that know I, I don't have the phone <laughs> so i'm kind of sticking with what i know but at this man point. I, uh, imagine going into your paintings and walking around i mean <laughs> that's the kind of the ultimate you know that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right no no and like you're saying your painting as well i mean if you if you create that world that yeah that, that, that could be cool well i mean if you again if you get into that and i'm starting to create a world man i'm i'm all ears as far as like, i'll what keep you, you posted because, for sure but yeah so you you might enjoy a client i clone for that reason as well because it does have that uh vr aspect to it so you yeah get the i'm, thing. So, I'm yep. definitely gonna look look at yeah, check it, it after um <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's uh yeah, I, cool. yeah uh well I'm gonna. I, I don't want to keep you any longer because we've are, we're over an hour and a yeah. half here. Now, and, do you, will you will you uh, edit this down or if, is this gonna? I usually just keep it at, as it, keep it as, as, as it an goes. old punk That's rocker cool. DIY guy. Yeah, I just keep right. it as That's, is unless is what it is unless somebody yeah. comes back and but I, tells before me. Before you leave, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Before you leave, though, I want to. Um, I you know, and I. I'm a little embarrassed to say I don't know. Do you have your 3D work online, or do you have it all like on a DVD? Not, you said I don't really. Because I, I remember I wanted to say that I remembered those tool videos, and I thought it was a whoa. No wonder I liked them. So well, you uh, have a hand in it. Yeah, yeah so I'll, uh, I'll send you some links because I know that there's some stuff on okay. YouTube that p other people have posted. I think. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you. And if, some. and if you have some DVD that you released, man, I'd be totally love a copy. Yeah, I, I, I got a. I have like one copy left. It's one of these oh, things. Okay. Now no it's worries. going. It's on. Yeah. I, I if I could. Okay, the thing is, I have to find all these animations, so I'll get them to you one way or another because I do want to. 
I have to get my book done though. I've got like this big <laughs> book project that's been. I know I'm in the middle kind of a book project too. So uh, yeah, yeah. I had to. Everything kind of got on hold because of COVID, and it's right. just like, eh. but yeah, it is. It's it's pretty much. I got all the. I think all the the text and everything is laid out and all cool. the pictures. So. So that'll be coming out probably this year at some point. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. Are you so, do, did you are you doing it all yourself, or do you have people helping? No, you? I have a, a friend of ours. It's a, a skeleton key, um, skeleton skeleton key press. I believe it's made. It's a, a, a friend of ours, and he's in Oslo now. So it'll it'll be kind of I think probably put together there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's uh, he's a, a, a fellow artist, photographer. Oh, cool! And he's now he's doing it. He's getting into books, so he's going to be putting it all together in conjunction. We're kind of working on it together. So excellent! It's, it's turning out good so far. So oh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I can't wait to see yours as well. When do you? When is yours going to? Uh, it's well, <laughs> I did a kick. <laughs> I did a Kickstarter for Kickstarter for it. Sure, like. Yeah. It's coming up. It's around five years ago. That's how long this has taken because I'm doing – it's like I've uh, mythologized the whole reality and and all the characters. There's main characters and there's social order and it's like a reference book. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's different. Yeah. yeah, That's that's why it took so long because everything has to be cross-referenced and there's territories. Uh It's very – it's like a and d guide. Oh, is it kind of, so sort of maybe a story, a narrative type of type there's of deal? Not, there's not a there is a story, but it's not in there's, this book. It's it's like that's come out of this th- process oh. of coming up, uh, cata- uh, cataloging everything. Basically, wow, it's like a cool. reference. That's, that's, that's really cool. I'm, uh, I'm I'm totally intrigued. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. Yeah, it's it's Absolutely. it's it, it's it's really going to be cool. So um, yeah. it, the la- this last year, finally, I was able to. I just could not wrap my head around it. I'm so. I'm not an organized person and it really, it didn't click, you know, until maybe like I was struggling with it for three years really. And I could not get moving. Now it's like, we've got the graphic designer, uh, Mackie Osborne, who's married to Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. Oh yeah. She's a really amazing, she does all their graphic design and she did my first book and, um, she's really good. So everything's laid out we're just kind of like going over text. So it's coming out this year. I just have to find a printer. So I might be bugging you about who, who you get to print your stuff. Cause I'm not, we don't, we're not settled on a printer yet. A book okay. printer. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. And I'm not quite sure. Um, we're not to that stage either, but if, if we, you know, when, when, when we gather that information that, that all gets in line, I'd be happy to uh, definitely cool. pass it on to There's you. There's one so. too. I need to tell you about, maybe I won't tell you on the air here, but they, I was going to go with them and they, are a scam. So I'll, I'll let you know that not to use okay. this one place because okay, sure. I know yeah. someone that got totally ripped. I know two people that got ripped off by this company, but um, cool. anyway, yeah. So, all right. I, I don't, don't hang up after we say goodbye. Cause, and then I'll give you a proper goodbye, but I just want to say thank you for coming on, man. It's been super fun talking to you better than I could have imagined. I, I, I you know, everybody's going to be so excited to hear this. I'm, I'm excited for the community. Cause I know, your name comes up all the time when it comes to uh, podcast it, it, guests. It, it, it really, like it's it's it really kind of just gives me chills to hear that. You know, I because oh, again, I'm in a bubble and I, <laughs> I'm so that that's really uh, I'm just so appreciative. I'm appreciative that that you uh, thought of me to do this. Oh, it's yeah. a, a milestone show, and man, yeah. I'm so glad to be part of it. And please say hello to everyone that you talk to for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I will. Now, really nice to meet you as well. Uh, yeah, I know. I really it's, it. it's super cool to talk to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super, so, 
Yeah. One thing I do at the end of the podcast is I just say goodbye to the audience. So say goodbye okay. to the audience. Goodbye, everybody. Go ahead. So long, so long, audience. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.